For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Utah, give me two. Hey, what's up, world? We're on the internet. I'm Michael Govier. This is the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. You just heard Utah. Gary Busey doing his give thing. Give me two. Give me two. Follow us on Twitter, Standard Issue, everywhere. Discord's free. Description's in the link. And in everywhere, we have a video or a show that you can hear in audio form. It's all over the place. Don't be surprised. Don't worry about it. It's all easily accessible. Today, it's me and... My pal Britton Allen, of course. There's Britton down there. We're back for the Friday show. Welcome aboard again, Britton. You had a vacation last week, and now you're back. You don't want to say anything? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, you're usually so long-winded. That was quite... That was a amount of brevity from you there. I really do. Usually, I go, I drone on and on and on. <laughs> but uh, since Mike is here today, I'm very excited. So I was trying, you know, not to, you know, not not to, you know, get in the way or anything like that. So, but very happy classy. to be here. Love seeing you guys. I can't wait to talk uh, baseball with y'all. I've been looking to forward to this all week. So I'm just really wow. Pumped. That is that's very sad. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here too. There's got to be something better than this, but I'll tell you, I am kind of excited because we've got Mike here today. Uh, Mike, I, I'm so sick of calling you Mike. We're not revealing your last name. You're just Mike, but we need to have like a nickname for you. Like, cause I'm like, Mike is such a general ass name that you could be <laughs> anyone, you know? That's true. So we need like uh, a Palazzo Mike yeah, or got- something. I don't know. I like, I like it. I can roll with that. But then I'm Mike, but I'm Govier, so hopefully we can distinguish. See, this is the problem here. It's a total mess here. I'm just droning on like Britain here. Say, boy, you cover, I say you cover about as much as a flapper skirt in a high wind. But I'll tell you this. Mike is going to be a part of the show going forward. I'm very excited about it. It's a big moment here. So Britain and Mike and myself, the three of us, we're going to be doing some more shows together frequently on this podcast, the Palazzo Podcast. I've also got another guy in the hopper who uh, I'll talk about next week that uh, I got a confirmation that he likes to do shows and he wants to do shows with us. So there's so much going on here. And today's edition with Mike and Britton and myself is all about the do not draft list. You know, who were players that we targeted and did not target? 
more specifically, that we avoided and did it work out? Have we made mistakes? Uh, also, I want to talk about the mistakes we've made so far this year. We're 80 days into the season. It's June 16th. The Cubs were kicking the Orioles' ass last time I saw it today at Wrigley Field while everyone is hammered at Wrigley on a Friday, which is very, very standard issue for a Friday, 2.20 Eastern Standard Time game at Wrigley Field. But, uh, yeah, Mike, you excited to be here? I am, man. I'm excited. I uh, I love hanging out with you guys. I'm, my first show doing with Britain. You guys uh, obviously do great work together, uh, and I'm happy to be part of the uh, the mold going forward. So uh, this will be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to it all day. That's putting it mildly. Hell yes. I love it. All right. That's what we're here for, to inform you guys, entertain, maybe have a few laughs along the way. Uh, Britain, you know, you and I talked about uh, our favorite fast food burgers a couple weeks ago. You recall that? I do. I went Wendy's. Uh, I'm a Wendy's fan. Uh, and I believe, uh, wasn't one of your favorite burgers from uh, the Shake Shack called the uh, yes. the Mushroom Burger, as I recall? It's called the Shake uh, Stack, I think is the actual technical name. But it is a portobello mushroom filled with cheese on top of the burger. It's really fucking good. Delicious. And, yeah, I got a problem. But I've been trying to get off that stuff lately. So, <laughs> Mike... Knows a thing or two about that stuff, about trying to help people, you know, get their lives together and not be a total mess. But yep. you're only human, Mike, so we got to get you on the record. What's your favorite fast food burger? Come on, let's hear it. Ah, man, I'm going to have to roll with, uh, I'm going to have to roll with Britain on this one. I'm a, I'm a big Wendy's guy. Wow. So, what? Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't know what it is. I like the spicy chicken sandwich from there as well. But like, I, I, and I was listening to the show when you guys were talking about it before, but I used to be able to slam down like 10 JBCs, junior bacon cheeseburgers. No problem. I just inhale those things. So um, <laughs> this wow. is a smart I, man. I, this is school. a smart man. Poop shoot. Yeah. Those, yeah. <laughs> great movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that one and the only other one I was thinking of, um, I don't know if you guys have had cookout uh, before. Oh, um, I know. Cookout. Yeah, their burgers. Yeah, I like cookout. Yeah. Oh, their their so burgers are pretty pretty good too. That's in Tennessee, right, Britain? It is. It's it's a teeny tiny little like kiosk basically. Yeah. But uh yeah, the the cookout burgers are delicious. So, yeah, I'm 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 a big fan. They kind of remind me. Do you remember uh Backyard Barbecue? I don't know if y'all had that. Yes. I yeah. mm-hmm. See, both but, of these were in South Carolina when I lived in Charleston back in the day. So, I know or one currently is with Cookout and Backyard Barbecue was around a while ago. Do you remember the commercials back in the day for Wendy's with those two uh, old ladies that would open up their, they'd get the the burger and they'd open up the patties or they the the buns. They'd be like, "Where's the beef?" Yes, do you uh, remember that? A, that was that was a Wendy's commercial. Yeah. Mike doesn't. Mike's much. Uh, we're actually we got like a tri level thing going on here. We got old man Britain. Then I'm a couple years behind Britain, and then Mike's a couple more years behind me. So we basically we have go. a gap of about eleven years here where we can. Not quite hit every pop culture reference that Britain's going to bring up. <laughs> I'm so old, like my back hurts, you know, for no reason. <laughs> I'm 46. The other day I went to tie my shoes and something happened in my back and I had to like lay down for a minute. I was like, oh, <laughs> being 46 sucks, Mike. I try, try to avoid it if, if you. All if right. You yeah i'm i'm 30 i'm 35 going on 36 so uh hopefully i got at least a couple more years before that starts happening i guess 
Uh, we got the live chat rolling here, so if you guys want to get involved, jump in. We'll do our best to answer your questions. We've always got fantasy concerns. Well, should I start this person? Should I start so-and-so? Who's good? Who sucks? You know, we don't know everything, but we try to know a thing or two. Anthony wants to know Mike directly. Forget me. Forget Britain. Mike. Thoughts on Emmett Sheehan of the Dodgers. He's got the call, and he's going to start for the Dodgers. Yep. Well, first, I also want to get uh, get Britton and Michael's uh, thoughts on him as well. But um, I'm excited. Uh, he's apparently been lighting up double A um, and the Dodgers Dodgers need him. I know there's been some speculation about him possibly being uh, around for only for a start. But um, if he pitches well today, I don't I don't see that happening. I think he'll be around for a couple. But it's also worth noting that the Dodgers, I believe, only play five times next week. So, um, but yeah. He's he's an exciting young prospect, and um, if you have uh, room to add him, I'd be adding him for sure, just off pure uh, upside alone of, and what the, what he's been doing in, in the in Double A, and hope, hoping that it transitions over to the majors. So, what do you guys think? Give it to us, Britain. All right, so I love uh, Shian too. He only uh, had Double A starts, so no Triple A. He got called up to Triple A, but didn't make any starts. Uh, the problem is, I think it is a spot start situation because oh, you do. I do. Helio Urias is throwing off a mound. He's going to do one or two rehab starts next week. So I think Urias is going to be back uh, fairly soon. Um, and, you know, another thing, I just don't think they're going to press. This is an aggressive move by the Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers aren't the type to, you know, push somebody up like this. So they really like uh, Sheehan, obviously, but I don't know. I, I think it's going to be one start or two, and then they send him back down. Now, of course, if he's, if he's lights out, you know, AKA Bobby Miller style, yeah. then they'll, 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 they'll find a way. But as, as Mike said, uh, they're not pressed right now. So, you know, five games, they're, they're, they're going to see how it goes and, and let them go. Because if they didn't call him up today, then they were going to have to do a bullpen game. And that's just something they didn't want to do. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, he's he's got the stuff. He's in uh, uh, fifty. It was like fifty innings pitch. He had eighty eight strikeouts. Now that's double A. But I mean, that's wicked. That's good stuff. Wow, Britain. So you're fairly really locked in on the fact that this is just going to be get in, get out, and the Dodgers are moving on. We don't. We always want these players to stay up, right? We don't want them to leave. We want MSG in to stay and be a dominant starter the rest of the season. But the reality is, more often than not, that's not what happens. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's, another, here's another thing, too, is I know Syndergaard's on the IL. Grove hasn't been very good. Um, do they possibly go maybe a six-man rotation? and try to save guys like Kershaw or Urias from injuring themselves again. I think we're going to be at a point in the season where he thinks we're going to start seeing a lot of teams maybe implement a six-man. Um, I don't know. Wow, dude. I, I, hey. And if you don't like it, well, you know what? You could just go ahead and fuck yourself. <laughs> that's really what it comes down to in the end, right? I think that's a great point. I think if Sheehan <laughs> plays well, they'll send Grove down, right? He's not yeah. being oh, yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. I like Grove. I thought he got a shaky. Okay, he got a raw deal, I thought, in a way. And as Anthony says here in our live chat, I dropped Luis Matos for him today for the start. Ooh. Luis Matos has more of a long-term reality for the Giants if he can thrive right now because as the poster boy of today's episode, Mitch Handiger, who I'm pointing at on the cover, Mitch Handiger ruined my season. It's not true at all. I just thought it would be a silly thing to say. But 
<laughs> with Mitch Hanniger out for the year. Toast again. Why did I ever draft Mitch Hanniger, guys? What was I thinking? How could I ever have imagined that he would play a full season? The guy's always injured. What was I thinking? Yep. Stupid. Yeah, hanniger has been unlucky, though. It's not like chronic injuries like... He got his uh, uh, his his balls Ball hurt sack? one year. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I didn't want to say that out loud, but I'm, it's fine. I'll do all the dirty my, stuff. My, Michael Govier is, is is good to go, but <laughs> yeah. So these these he hasn't had like a chronic injury history, so I, it's perfectly reasonable. But you know the thing with the Giants is they mix and match. Uh, you know they they play platoons. They very analytically you know driven from their GM, who's awesome. So, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Playing time is tough. And, and, um, in uh, San Francisco, like one of my favorite call-ups recently was Casey Smith. He's a full blown platoon. Like you can't, yeah, you, you got to let him yeah. go as much Good as I like, rims. as much as I like his swagger. Like they're just, you, you can't, especially like in a 12 team, you can't roster a platoon player. So he's got walk problems too. at uh, baseball pods on Twitter. The other day I read the tweet he posted he was surprised to find out how terrible Casey Schmidt is at taking a walk. Like, not just bad, like, league worst awful, Mike. Casey Schmidt is, he's not going to stay in business when things go sour if he can't draw a walk. That's why I like to harp on walks. It's not just because I play a lot of OBP leagues, which I do, but it's also because a walk will get you through some hard times, which are just inevitably a part of playing the game of baseball as a hitter. Yeah, and you hit it right on the head. Another OBP guy that came has come out of nowhere is Lamont Wade uh, Jr. Uh, if you guys uh, have him on any of your your, uh, your rosters, but first base and outfield eligible. He sits against some lefties, but yeah, I agree with you on Schmidt. I think he's a better real-life player than he is fantasy, but especially if you're not drawing walks, and that's a big thing too. You brought up a good point, Michael, is when you're going through slumps, um, hitting the ball and getting hits walks can kind of get you out of that at least tells you that you're you're seeing the ball well right yeah um and then if you're striking out a lot or you're a guy who chases a lot too teams are gonna start picking up picking that apart so and it seems like the giants uh have run out of patience on that so yeah look at this right here 0.8 percent walk rate guys right here on yeah, casey schmidt good. that's brutal that's just yep. absolutely brutal, Britain. You can't live like that. You can't survive. I, I mean, how could anybody? I know Casey Smith's starting to struggle, but there's no reason to see this guy. And I got to give shout out, Britain, to our guy Ben, who I think a month ago or maybe six weeks ago said I have little faith in Casey Schmidt as a viable fantasy option because of things like this. Yeah, that, that that's so important. And the reason why he's still up, like they literally haven't like put his bags on the bus and sent him to double a or triple a's because he's a really good defender and yeah. uh and when he got called up brandon crawford was hurt too so they they needed somebody so yeah but that that walk rate is completely you know unacceptable it, and so he's i think he's going to get sent down sooner than later <laughs> something to help you go down yeah well something to help you go down your play that's it bye casey schmidt so yeah. long but luis matos if you dropped him anthony mike you don't like that no, I don't. Like you mentioned earlier, I think he has a uh, – I mean, there's some question marks around Sheehan's how long he's going to be around for, right? And then not not to mention, too, how many innings they let him throw, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I, think, I just think there's more of a playing time thing with, with uh, uh, Matos than, than Sheehan. So, and he's got a clear shot at playing and batting in a two-hole his first uh, game, uh, his only game that he's had in the majors. Um, I just – 
I like him better, but it also depends on team need. If you're hurting at starting pitching, I don't mind it as far as taking a shot, but I just rather have Matos. So, well, you look at Matos, guys. A year ago, he's at high A, shows some power, hits 11 bombs and 407 plate appearances. Then he goes up to double A last year and he gets to triple A this year. Well, double A this year, sorry. And then triple A, yeah. now he's here. So it's been a real quick ascension from a guy who was at high A last year for basically most of the season. He actually started the complex league in 2022. <laughs> before he ended up at high A where he showed that he could hit for power, but he did not hit for average and he did not walk much, but he also showed a real, real excellent ability not to strike out that much. Even his worst season in the minors, he had a 16% K rate last year in high A in those 407 plate appearances. So Matos is fun, Britain, or are you like, well, you know, we're talking redraft here. Obviously in dynasty Matos is a guy that people have targeted, but in redraft, 12-team leagues, is that a viable thing, or is he more of a deep league play for you? No, he's definitely viable in 12-team leagues. And I, I was talking to Mike on Twitter the other day, too. I was like, he was killing it in AAA. Like, he's made all the right adjustments. Luis Matos as a really bright future. But, gentlemen, I think we need to address the elephant in the room. Like, we're burying the lead. The biggest <laughs> call-up since Ronald Acuna Jr. or maybe even Chris Bryant happened last week. And on this very podcast, not to pat myself on the back, but I said, and I quote, he's coming up immediately. (laughs) Of course, who am I talking about? I'm talking about Jorge Alfaro for the Rockies called up. Get him on every single roster. It, that's who you, suck him, man. Is that who? Is that who you thought I was going to say? That's exactly what I thought you were going with. I love Jorge. Oh, we all love Jorge Alfaro. We're waiting for his return. Uh, yeah. So of good. course I'm kidding. I'm talking about Ellie De La Cruz, who last week I said wasn't getting called up, and then luckily my, I think it was Mike in the chat said no, he's on the forty man, and then I retracted all my previous statements like a seasoned politician just waffling like a grand slam Denny's breakfast, like so many <laughs> like waffles stacked on waffles. I, I can't even see past all the waffling I did on Ellie De, De La Cruz for the red. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, <laughs> but that was also two weeks ago and you immediately corrected your mistake. Yeah. You came clean. So don't be too hard on yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. at all. It's not like he's that good anyways. I mean, he's been all right for the Reds. It's, you know, eight steals or whatever in eight days. Who knows? I mean, he's got a lot of steals. He's got power. He's also striking out a lot, isn't he, Mike? Yes, I did mention that, I believe, last week or the week before we talked about it. I was a little worried about his K rate. So um, he is getting a heavy dose. I don't know if you guys have watched his at-bats, but uh, he's getting a heavy dose of breaking balls, sweepers, curveballs. I think everybody knows that he can hit the fastball. So, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, but... uh, the steals are nice. Uh, I'd like to see him stop striking out so much, but um, like we talked about before, I think he has a long leash, so he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. The biggest mistake I ever made. I think Helena Cruz is such a special talent. Yes, he'll be fine. There'll be bumps in the road, but he's still going to give you so many steals this year because whenever you get on base, he can exploit this environment this year. I love it. I wish I had a single share. I have none. I have no Ellie La Cruz. It sucks. All right, we got so much more to get to, and I got to move us along here, or else we'll be here for forty years, forty nights. So. Fire it up. This is time music rolling here. Got groove on here. Look at three white guys dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
it's real simple. The show's growing, and we love your support. We've had some subscribers that have bumped us up over 500. Oh, I can't yeah. believe we got to 500 suddenly. Yeah. I want to thank Not everybody who subscribed on the YouTube. No, no, no. Of course, five-star reviews on all the podcast platforms, folks. You know how the show works. People ignore shows unless they get reviewed and reviewed properly. I, I didn't make this system, you know? We're just trying to live in it and do the best we can. So please, if you can, you like the show, never reviewed us, give us that five-star rating. Pretty please? Thanks so much. Uh, all right, let's send it over to Britain. Britain, what's going on with your fab show? What's the next episode looking like? Uh, it's going to come out either Sunday or Monday. This, this week came out on Monday where... I discussed uh, Ranger Suarez, and thank goodness he actually had a good start to to kind of help, you know, help my ego a little bit. And um, Edward yeah, you, Julian, you feel flimsy? Yeah, yes. uh, unstable ground right now. I'm so unstable; it's amazing. Uh, I, I don't know how I walk around, you know. But uh, it's called "It's Gone." Thank you, Michael, for letting me talk about it. Uh, it's on the Sports Ethos uh, Network. So, um, you know, I talk about players I want to pick up. And uh, please uh, give it a give it a listen if you can. Damn right. Everybody check it out. It's gone. Fits and doozy. And over to Mike. Uh, Mike, what's going on over at We Know Fantasy? And you're doing your notes at Twitter. Come on, tell us things. This is your business opportunity. Expand your horizons. Yeah, just still doing the notes online um, on Twitter. Um, so if you aren't uh, subscribing to those, I usually do those pretty early in the morning, but I try to bump those up uh, in the mid-morning. But talk about everything from the night before. On Sundays, Mondays, we talk about some waiver wire stuff, easiest hitter schedules, uh, toughest hitter schedules, uh, some guys that may not be um, may not be as heavily owned in some leagues and some guys you could probably pick up. Um, and I try to exploit the matchups as well. So we talk about that on there, but uh, also do a lot of Q&A. So waiver wire article comes out on Sundays. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Give um, my top five. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Uh, as far as me, Groove with Govier comes out every Tuesday, ftnfantasy.com. I'm also doing this video on Saturdays at 6 o'clock on the FTN Network YouTube channel. And no one has shown up for it. I can't get a goddamn person to show up for this thing at all. I don't know what it is. Is it Saturday at 6? Everyone's out living their lives. Last thing they want to do is be watching a video. But we live in the modern world where everyone has their phone in their hand or in their pocket. Don't give me that shit. You can just click the YouTube link and be there while you're at the beach. You could be anywhere. You could be on a roller coaster. You could be going up to Top Thrill Dragster and still be watching me. So please... Consider just checking out that show. It's on the FTN Network YouTube channel. It'll make me look a little bit better. I really could use the support over there. And even if you don't watch it live, you can still watch it after the fact. Because we're talking about the week to come. Kind of like what Britain's doing with his It's Gone show with the Fab. We're, we're not doing just Fab. We're like, here's some guys to add. Two-star pictures to look at. All the standard stuff you need to do for the weekly look ahead on Saturday at 6 p.m. FTN YouTube channel. You can do it, please. That's what I would like to share with you. Uh, I think that's all the business, I think. Um, there's probably other people doing cool shit out there that I'm not even aware of. Uh, Tout Wars, I won last week. I'm back to 5-5, five and five, so I'm still hanging tough in Tout Wars. And it's head-to-head, so you get one win for the whole week, not per category. And I got to say, guys, big shout-out in Tout Wars to Greg Jewett, the reliever recon master himself. Shout he is undefeated in our Tout Wars League. He's like 11 and 0. He's 10 and 0. He is 10 and 0. And he is really pissed about finishing as the runner up last season and wants to take down that title. So, Greg Jewett, 
Good job, brother. Well done. Well deserved. All right. I think that's enough for the business affairs of the day. Oh, the Patreon. Yeah. Patreon starts at three bucks. You know, the deal, description, link, check it out. Rankings, all that stuff. Football starting up too. I'm a huge college football guy. I'll be rolling on some of that stuff. You know, Britain loves college football too. So uh, maybe we could talk some college football. Who knows, Britain? Would that be crazy? Can we also do a quick shout out to the uh, college World Series is coming up. I believe it starts today. I don't know if y'all are the College World Series, but uh, LSU has at least two two first rounders on on their starting lineup. Oh but yeah, they play tomorrow. I think Virginia. Dylan Cruz. Yeah. So uh, big shout out, and I, I unfortunately my University of Tennessee Volunteers I think are in their bracket. So LSU versus uh, Tennessee tomorrow. Let's go, Vols. <laughs> Can't do it. Hey, no, I think you could do it. Come on. Allegedly. I feel very good about Tennessee. Go, Tennessee! Although, you were totally wrong about Peyton Manning stealing that Heisman Trophy from Charles Woodson. You don't know shit about that, so you could take that <laughs> shit to the curb, Britton. That that was a sad day in Heisman history, my oh, friend. sad day. Sad, That's the biggest, sad glorious, day. finest moment ever. A defensive player finally won a Heisman Trophy. That should be the most glorious day in, in Heisman history. He had two interceptions that uh, I don't think... <laughs> I don't, I don't think that means you get – he had two interceptions and a putt return. I mean, that's nice. Hello, Tim Dwight from Iowa, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, you Peyton, did. Peyton Manning was a dominant quarterback for the SEC. But anyway. He was good. Okay. Yeah. Peyton Manning yeah. ended up being all right, and so did Charles Woodson. They're both all right. Yeah, Peyton Manning yeah, had a right. pretty, yeah. pretty good career, I guess. I don't know. Do you remember Charles Woodson? I mean, Mike, you were much younger, but as a college player, maybe? Yeah. Any memories? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I mean, yes. um, you know, I'm, I'm a big honest, Peyton did, Manning guy. I'm Mike, a big Mike Peyton Manning honest, guy. Had you ever heard of Charles Woodson before five minutes yes. ago? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I did. Yeah, yeah um, he did because yeah. he knows the best players <laughs> to ever play this fucking game, Charles Woodson. <laughs> I will say, not as much in college, but I am a big Peyton Manning guy. Uh, he's arguably one of my favorite athletes in any sport. So, um, and he does but, great commercials, cut that meat. I mean, yeah. Saturday Night Live, hitting those little kids with the football, classic. Classic. Yeah, he's a lot funnier than uh, yes. than his brother. So. Yeah. Oh, his hell yeah. Oh, but, hell yeah. But his brother has two Super Bowls, so. Uh, who uh, cares? So does Peyton. They both have two Super <laughs> Bowls. Peyton, yeah. No, yeah. Peyton. Oh, oh, that's right, Denver. Yeah, and, he won uh, that stupid Denver Broncos one I where he had a dead. The, I, I don't acknowledge a, the Denver. <laughs> He did. Situation. I mean, he was his leadership was really on full. I'll give a lot of credit to Peyton Manning. That final year, it was all leadership. He had no arm left. He was throwing no. garbage noodles, passes. Noodles, yeah, noodle arm, dead arm passes, but that defense was so damn good. Actually, you look back, you probably think Cam Newton probably should have won that Super Bowl, but yeah. He blew it. So just like Ron Rivera blew it this season because he's an overrated coach. Anyways, it's not football talk. We're here for baseball. Pigeon Patrol's here says, let's go, Cubbies. Yeah, the no. Cubs. Are they still Did rocking they the bird's ass today? I don't know. What's 3-2 last I checked? I'm pretty oh, sure got he's saying, let's go, Cubbies. Well, uh, Miguel oh. Amaya, the catcher, the phenom, the young power-hitting yep. catcher, Miguel Amaya, crushed his... Hardest exit velocity to date on a home run today, and Christopher Morell went yard again. Hey, Mike, remember we talked about Morell? Morell's heating up again, dude. And yes, I don't even is. know what I said because I do so many damn shows every week where I'm just talking out my ass. Did I? I mean, I wasn't against Morell, but he was too hot when he was so hot that it couldn't last. But that didn't mean it was over. 
No, yeah, I think we, I think we, yeah, we talked about him last week. The K percentage was up, but he's rocking it again. He's three for the Cubbies are winning nine to two now, uh, and he's three for four today with uh, three RBIs and a home run. So it's pretty good. Three, it's pretty yeah. good, Britton. It's not bad. The professor, Kyle Hendricks, going five <laughs> innings pitched, two earned runs, only one K. But look, you know, playing in Chicago, almost threw a no hitter at the Giants last weekend. Yep. Hey, he's he's producing, and the Cubs I think are are underrated. Like their record isn't great, but they've got a lot of talent. And like you said, Morrell, I yeah, I like the Cubs, and and you know Kyle Hendricks is out there on the waiver wire if if you need to look, replace like a you know Louis Varland or you know some kind of fringy player like that. I like yeah, Kyle what Hendricks. the hell happened there? Uh, why is Kenta Maeda not up yet? I I've been waiting for him to get the call. I don't know what happened there. I dumped Varland expecting Maeda to return this week, and that is. Technically not happened yet. So, uh, Hey, Michael, uh, Patrick Wisdom was playing uh, in the outfield today. I don't know. If oh, you, gosh. I, Oof. would love to get some outfield eligibility, but I dumped there his ass in a lot of leagues because he went. Yes, he had a fun April, 14 home runs, but he's hitting 200 at best now. It's It was the fun part of the season for Wisdom, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have another 10 home run streak over the course of 35 days. He could still do that, but he's still going to whiff a lot, a lot. Uh, let's go Cubbies. As we said, yes, Pigeon Patrol. Thank you so much. All right. It's time to, Oh, I got to play this real quick for the Cubs fans. Here it is. There goes a runner. Hey, a line drive out. The pitcher's game is over. Cubs win. What a lucky break. The good Lord wants the Cubs to win. Everybody's <laughs> shit faced at Wrigley. It's incredible. Oh my God. The All Lord right, wants us to drink and the Cubs to win. Think it's, that's, that's right. That worked out well for everybody there. That was a great day. I'm sure they didn't win a damn thing that season, whenever that was. But anyways, let's get into leading off. All right. And leading off, we always like to highlight not just good things, but just things that are important, you know, important areas of note. First catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. And I wrote a name on here, but we'll start because you guys did some good work. It looks like uh, I'm guessing that this was written by because we have a show sheet, by the way. So we do like a Google Doc collab where all three of us dump shit in there and then we just try to figure it out. But this looks to me like it was written by Britton Allen. Yoan Mancata to the IL. That means it's burger time. Am I right, Britton? Yes, sir. Yoan Mancata now. Uh, shout out ITL. Uh, shout. So, yeah. So Yoan Mancata is on the IL. Shout out. It is Jake Burger time. And as we discussed earlier, we love the burgers. We love Jake Burger. We love Jake Burger's power. If you look at his metrics, it's all backed up. So, you know, it's not a Patrick Wisdom situation. Like, Burger is a good hitter, and now he's got the opportunity. He's got all the red on the, you know, hard hit rates and all that kind of fun stuff. But, uh, you know, and... Jake Berger is not just like a, you know, meathead guy, uh, pun intended. He is <laughs> actually a vegetarian. He's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. You think you know Jake Berger. You really don't. But I love him having third base everyday plate appearances. If for some reason you're in a 12 team or, you know, what, whatever, if Jake Berger is out on the waiver wire, Go pick him up. Put him at your corner infield because he is a 
true like Nelson Cruz's kind of slugger. I love Jake Berger, especially. And no, you know, I hope Yamakata gets better, but you know, Jake Berger. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one. But We're Jake, Jake Berger, first time plate appearances. I love it. I'm all about the burger time. Poop shooting. Yeah. Jake Berger, clearly with that vegan butthole, is a very fresh poop shoot. But uh, Mike, yo, Makata, you know, I've lived that life for a long time. Basically, my entire fantasy career here as a public analyst since 2020, Mike, I'd be like, oh, yo, Makata, he's coming back. Just give him some time. That was a couple years ago. Now it's 2023, and I am just done with Makata completely. I have finally shed myself of the awful, awful hope that is hoping that Mr. Makata get better. I'm free! I'm finally free! I don't have to live like this anymore! I'm with you, man. I I used to, before he got traded to the White Sox, that Chris Sale deal, he was one of my favorite prospects ever. Uh, and he's been such a disappointment. Like, he, this, they were talking about this guy being the next big thing, and he just can't stay healthy. Every year, I buy into Yohan Mikata when he has, like, those first five games when he's got, like, two home runs and six RBIs, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, is he finally going to put it together? The White Sox lineup's actually pretty talented, and then pff, he sucks again, <laughs> so... Um, which, by the way, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, Britton, too, because, like, why doesn't this guy start more? Jake Berger is a beast. Uh, I think he's up to 15 home runs now, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm so glad that he's actually going to get some consistent playing time. He's he's a, such a fun power bat uh, to, to watch. So good call here. Uh, but look, look at this. Look at this. Away. Look at this. If you're seeing the YouTube version, you're watching us now or later, you can see all the blue, just cold, cold, cold from the runs to the OBP to his hard hit rate to his ex-Woba. It's just all awful. He's just... It's terrible. It's just... Makata, to me, I didn't always know this, Britain, but now I believe it. He is a guy who doesn't really have a passion for the game. I really... I've heard that. We've seen him do his videos and his music. He likes... You know, he's got a lot of interest. Good for him. That's great. But his main job is to hit a baseball, and he doesn't seem to have a desire to do that. And I think that's a problem because when I saw him in 2015, I saw him in Charleston at single a, the river dogs owned by a part owner, Bill Murray, shout out to Bill Murray. Good stuff. Was, there. That, a, was that a Red Sox affiliate? Didn't he come up through the Red Sox? Yeah, that was yeah, the, yeah. he was still a Reds. I believe they were still Red Sox affiliate at the time in 2015. And I sat yep. right there in the first row, right by home plate. You know, it's, it's a minor league stadium. It's easy to get good seats. And boy, his shoulders were just so broad and he was so young still. I'm like, dude, this guy is going to be a badass. But it doesn't matter how ripped you are <laughs> if you don't have an interest in the game to improve yourself, work on your craft, etc. Yeah, you got a Queen Elsa. Oh, you got you to take the gloves off. Is that a off. child thing? Because I don't have children. That sounds like a Frozen <laughs> reference, but I don't even know what that means other than that. Yeah, it's a Frozen reference. If uh, So I have two daughters. They're in their Disney stage of life. <laughs> you, you know, so I've, I've watched stage. I've watched Frozen ten thousand times, and when Queen That's Elsa takes her gloves off and she starts saying "Let it go," you're like, "Yeah!" And that's what you got to do with the Almakata now. Just uh, let it, let it go. I, I he, he, he's he's a young guy, so there's time to turn turn it around. But yeah, well, sure. No, it's it's Jake Burgers. It's Jake. Get Burgers. He could have like uh, that return to glory season that a veteran can have out of the blue. The veteran, the the post 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 hype sleeper who never popped, and then he pops again for like a World Series contender when he's thirty three. It could happen. 
you know. Yeah. But it's very unlikely to me that that will happen. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. I mean, Carlos Rodon, he had to basically be called out by his own wife and shamed in public before he finally could turn it on. And then he turned himself into a, a mega deal. And now he's with the Yankees and he got paid and he's good to go. But Rodon did turn it on for more than one season. Makata only gave us 2019. That's all we've ever had. Yeah, and probably all we ever will. But hey, real quick, shout out Olaf, best Disney sidekick ever. I said it. Genius, genius, genius. Yeah, that's another one I don't know. Man, I'm just in the dark here. You guys both have kids, right? So I'm I'm the clueless guy here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're not on the frozen stage yet. We're still in the uh we're still in the the, the, the toddler stages of uh Elmo and Sesame Street and all those other shows. So, what? What? I'm sorry. You could Frozen, seven and older, please. No viewers under just, seven will watch. He Frozen. Frozen can't dark, sit still. Man. It starts off yeah. on a on some real life stuff. And, uh, it's it's intense, but uh, it's intense. You're a grown 46 year old man talking about how intense Frozen is. It's That's so intense, hilarious. man. I, I shed a little tear every time I I, I watch the beginning of Frozen. I mean, it, look, no, no spoilers, no spoilers here. But, no, no spoilers. Yeah, I gotta but. watch it. You know what? I I think there's a Disney Plus subscription upstairs. I might go watch it this weekend just so I can talk about it and feel like I'm part it. of things next time. You're, you're gonna love it. You're going to love it. Hey, you know what you're not going to love, fantasy baseball managers? By the way, we're live here at Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. We got a great crew. It's me, Michael Govier, MJ Govier on Twitter, Britton Allen. That's two T's and two L's, Britton Allen on Twitter. And then Mike, MKB Fantasy, MKB Fantasy on Twitter. And it's really annoying when I type in MKB Fantasy in Twitter in the search and it doesn't come up. It's just Twitter's stupid now. It's really lost a few tools, to say the least. I still use it. It's still important to me because I've met people like you guys, and we get to connect through sports on Twitter. But I am frustrated by, uh, I don't know, the bare bones Twitter we seem to have these days. But at any rate. I hope everybody goes and follows Mike, too, because, Mike, I love your your daily tweets because it's all the good stuff, like filtered, you know, in clean and just perfect. I, I absolutely love it. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I strive for. You know, I want people to kind of get the, the get get what they need, and then you know, while they're enjoying their coffee, and then go about their day. So I appreciate that. Okay. Well, I mean, the internet is a great place, and we can make it what we want it to be, folks. That's what's cool about it. MKB Fantasy on Twitter. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. <laughs> well, for the, those of you that are not excited about Matt Mervis being demoted. I can't blame you. Uh, there's a real lesson I feel here, guys, and I wanted to talk about this specifically in relation to Mervis. Matt Mervis, a lot of hype, gets called up, doesn't do shit, okay? Now, you mentioned the Cubbies and David Ross. I think Britton said that a few minutes ago. I, I have some concerns because they do have some talent. Cody Bellinger's back, too, in the mix today. That's good news. You guys get Bellinger back in your lineups. They want to trade him and focus on him and, you know, really, unless... <laughs> Unless one of you guys think the Cubs are actually going to turn this around still, because David Ross has shown me that inconsistent ability to be a quality manager here, but maybe it's because the front office is giving a lot of mixed signals as well. It's a real mess, and I don't blame Matt Mervis here. I really don't. I think he's still talented, but I'm a little annoyed. Very annoyed, actually. Yeah, I mean, Mervis wasn't playing well. So, you know, they had Bellinger. Yeah, but he come- was... 
Yeah, he they got sat and he back. got, you know, he didn't always get the opportunity to just kind of like play. They brought him up to play him. Why the hell would they bring him up to not play him? Even if he was struggling, he should just send his ass down instead of starting to like sit him more and then maybe platoon him here. It just, it didn't make sense for a guy that's supposed to be a coveted part of their organization. Yeah, he, I remember at the Arizona Fall League, you know, it, everybody fell in love with him. I, I went and saw him and. He's yeah. a dude. I mean, he's a big, strong man. You and I were both there. We watched that happen. But I do remember Britain people saying like, eh, I don't know if Mervis is ready. I actually had a couple conversations and I'm pissed at myself because I was like, no, 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 that's all bullshit. I'm just going to follow the hype train. Mm. Damn it. I'm not saying he's not good. I I don't know. I, I have, I'm confused. Look how conflicted I am, Mike. I'm all messed up here. Yeah, um, I think that there is a lesson to be learned. I think now more than ever, and especially with the previous seasons, we we really didn't see a whole wave of prospects get called up like it is now. Teams are incentivized to bring these guys up. So I think some of us are probably still living in the past like, hey, like when these prospects get up, you got to hammer them. You got to get them in your lineup. They're going to be the next big thing. And then they end up pooping the bed. So um, I was a big Matt Mervis guy as well. This is the kind of the tough thing, I think, with, you know, franchises and I, I i don't envy them but when you're you got guys like christopher morrell matt mervis even ellie de la cruz christian Encarnacion strand these guys end up killing you know they don't have anything left to prove in the minors but then that big jump up into the majors they just struggle and i'm with you michael too i'm not a big david ross guy i never really have been i just don't think he's a very good manager um but you know you if you're bringing this guy up, he's got to play. And I know he wasn't hitting lefties well, so maybe he was on that that short end of a of a, of a platoon. But um, yeah, I just I don't understand the move really. But, you're not gonna go hey. out with me tonight because these idiots found two poopies in a bed. Yeah, D, but it's not the poop; it's the mystery behind the poop. Uh, oh, Barack Obama's here. Says everyone, pick up Emmett Sheehan. Thanks, Barack. So glad you could join us. I didn't know. We'd ever be graced with your presence. This is a big moment for the Plotso podcast. Thank you, Brock. Thank you. You talk. <laughs> Give me two. Yeah, David Ross is actually a guy I thought was going to be a great manager, but now I'm, I have to change my tune here. We got to update and adapt to the situation. Uh, all right, there's yeah. so much more to cover on this. The other one I wanted to cover is how Matt Mervis and Brandon Fought are two examples of guys that were very hyped who didn't work out this year. Now, it doesn't mean they suck. But I do think there is a lesson to be learned here, gentlemen, about groupthink. And, you know, I don't want to go crazy and, oh, hey, hey, I know everything. Ah! And that's not what I'm trying to do here. I just, <laughs> I just was want... that Howard Dean? I, wait, was it? Ah! Yeah, it was. Yeah, there it was. he is. Oh, hey, God. 19 years later, he's still around Hilarious. somewhere, isn't he? Thanks, yeah. Howard. Ah! Uh, he's Howard... like the he's like the chancellor of some like. William and Mary or, you know, oh, some college sure. or something like that, you know? Yeah. He's probably funding poop studies for people who poop the bed at their universities. I'm sure. But guys, I'm genuinely concerned and I'm taking full responsibility. I'm not going to blame the masses, but I'm going to blame myself for getting caught up in, Hey, these guys are going to be great. Matt Vermes, Brandon fought. These guys are legendary. I remember it all started. Brandon fought. The first time I heard his name was actually at Arizona fall league. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before last year britain we were there in arizona for the wonderful baseball hq event first pitch arizona it's awesome it's a great time and i was co well moderating a panel with nick pollock and jeff zimmerman and chris clegg and paul spore was in the audience like making jokes about <clears throat> brandon Vaughn. we we're talking about pitchers that we could find after adp 350 i think roughly or deep deep pitching opportunities for the 2023 season 
And Paul Spar was making jokes about that. That was the first time I was like, oh, who's Brandon Fought? I'm not really familiar. And then that's where the hype just took off from there. And I heard his name all weekend. And everyone's like secretly talking in hushed tones about Brandon Fought, Brandon Fought. And uh, here we are. It didn't really work out this year. So I want to know how you guys see this. Uh, am I a fool for... Or is it everyone else's fault? Uh, or is this just what happens in baseball? I want to know. You, you guys tell me. I would say it just happens because specifically Brandon fought. He was a big James Anderson guy. Like James Anderson, and, and y'all know James Anderson, right? The, the pro- prospect guru for, I believe it's Rotowire. Rotowire. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Uh, knows his stuff. He was all over Brandon fought. And on top of that. Please, uh, really was, look at him was uh, Chris Welsh from um, in this league who lives in Arizona and went prospect you know, one prospect one. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to him and uh, uh, Scott Bogman. So, and he, you know, literally will, will go to the spring train, you know, and get eyes on these guys. So both those very well-respected, uh, you, you know, fantasy analysts said Brandon fought is a dude to keep your eye on. So what do you do? You say, well, I'm, you know, of course you listen to them because they're more right than wrong. Of course, you're not going to get everything right. That's not how life works. But but you don't blame them either. Oh, of course not. No, of course not. No. You know, just because it doesn't work out doesn't mean they, they didn't have a good process. Things just don't work out, uh, unfortunately, in life sometimes. But what? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's your fault for listening. <laughs> Didn't work out for uh, Howard Dean either, did it? <laughs> yeah, when you start screaming weird screams, you know, I, things may not work out for you. I don't know. Oh but. no, he was just twenty years early. I mean, if t- where we are now, he could have screamed and still be president. It's just a little too early. Sometimes you're a little ahead of your game. A year or two earlier, a year or two later, and screaming like a madman may have been just fine. <laughs> uh, you know, if that's his worst crime, he probably would have been okay. But back then, yeah. who cares? So, uh, yeah, I, Brandon, Brandon fought, didn't work out. Matt Mervis didn't work out. But I'm willing to bet they will bounce back and and have, you know, good careers because they're, they're both talented. So, you know, we'll see. Okay. Well, before you say what you're going to say, Mike, I'm just going to ask you, are these buy low opportunities for both these guys in Dynasty? Yeah, I would. I mean, I'd be looking to buy low for sure, especially on Fott. I was big on him as well coming into the season. But um, to your to your point earlier, you know, guys aren't always going to work out. I mean, you know, Bobby Miller has been great. I don't think, you know, if before the season, would you have, you know, taken Fott over Bobby Miller? Probably, right? Um, well, you know, and some of these other... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the same time too, I think this is just, this is how it is. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. these guys could come out of the gates and, and, and played really well. And we're sitting here talking about like, Hey, we're the most smartest guys in the world. Right. So, um, you know, guys like Ellie de la Cruz, uh, uh, Bobby Miller, um, uh, Bryce Miller, all these guys are coming up. I think they're, they're lottery tickets. I think, um, uh, Scott White talked about it in CBS, um, that's what you're buying uh, with, when you select these guys um, and hoping that they can transition from the minors to the majors in a smooth, smooth process. Yeah, so. but so Yuri Perez has been stellar, but he yep. wasn't talked about as much as fought was. And again, exactly. I'm just going back to this overall 
machine group thing that no one is. It's like a corporation where no one's directly responsible. It's like you lop off the head of the latest person on the chopping block, and then the next person rises into power and the corporation carries forth, you know? And that's why I'm saying it's not fantasy baseball's fault. I'm just saying let's take a look. And I need to be more responsible for why do I like someone? Do I have tangible reasons? Do I have evidence based on data that I can support? It really has to be further scrutinized as well. And we already talked about it. It's already a talking point. But the leagues that these minor league parks take place in, right, and the types of homer-happy free-for-alls that are going on, we got to look at the context of this more. We're seeing more double-A calls this year. I mean, Yuri Perez was double-A. We just talked about another double-A call up, right, for Mr. Sheehan, who didn't yep. – he got called to triple-A but didn't pitch like Britton said. So, you know, maybe there's there's something afoot here that's brewing, and I just think I need to look at my process further. So I'll blame myself. I don't blame anyone else. But I do think it's worth taking a look at overall. Just keep it's, an eye on it. It's only human yep. nature, though. I mean, sure, some guys get pumped with helium because, especially in the, in the offseason, we all just want to – you know, soak up as much baseball and fantasy baseball as we can. And our fantasy football teams have tanked and we're tired of it, you know? And I, so of course we, you know, hit the podcast and listen to smart people talk about base. You have failed in fantasy baseball, but you know, so of, of course, like everybody wants to jump on the positive and, you know, he's got this five pitch mix and he does that. So, you know, we're all attracted to that, you know, like Moss to the flame. It's like, going to the craps table at the casino. You know, you don't want to be the guy that bets on the don't come line. Like, get, get, dude, get out of here. Go, <laughs> get out of here. Go, yeah. go to the Pau Gow table or something. Leave, leave, <laughs> leave, the, leave these, leave these players alone. Like we're, you embarrass the, me, man. We're betting on the come and you, you, you know, like get out of here. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just human nature stuff. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15-second skip-ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. In three... Two, one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Yeah. Remember totally when, remember irrelevant. Towards the later end of draft season, you know, Anthony Volpe, when Anthony Volpe made the team and Jordan Walker, I mean, these guys were flying up draft draft boards. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and their ADP skyrocketed. I bet you if you ask those people today how they felt about those moves or, you know, taking those guys over, you know, some more established veterans, you know, probably kicking themselves in the ass right now, but like Britain, you know, uh, mentioned it's human nature. You don't want to miss out. So, um, on a guy, uh, so I get in your mouse and get out of here. (laughs) Look, shout out Uncle Buck. Yeah, there you go. Great movie. Oh, see, there we go. Everyone loves John Candy. Everyone loves Uncle Buck. Shout out Uncle Buck. Shout out John Candy. Rest in peace. 
And the only other thing I want to mention in that diatribe is that we have more coverage than ever. That, that's the thing I didn't mention. So when I say, yeah. let's take a look at how everything's going, there's more coalescing of general consensus than ever because we got a billion podcasts, you know, a bunch of assholes like ourselves. Hey, we're doing a podcast. We're going to write an article. Hey, we're going to do this. You know, it's and good. Keep it coming. Everybody get yours, okay? But just remember that. Just remember that. Keep an eye on it. I'm going to keep an eye on it more than ever. If that's my job, then that's my job. Can I ask you, Michael Govier, a question? As a host of a wildly successful <laughs> podcast yeah. conglomerate, the, oh, yeah. the, uh-huh. the, the, the Palazzo Podcast banner, do you listen to other podcasts do you not so you don't you know just by assimilation you know starting with other people's ideas how can you take us you know behind the curtain a little bit uh shout out wizard of oz hey don't mind the man you know behind the curtain what 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 what, what do you do when it comes to other podcasts that's a great point i'm so glad you brought this up because i didn't think of it but I really removed myself more than ever. Year by year, I don't want to steal other people's takes inadvertently or unconsciously. You know, I don't want to get my own opinions. In fact, I was the guy who was screaming about ADP in the offseason. Like, ADP is trash. You guys are just trying to set me up for failure. I want to do things my own way. I want to create my own rankings, have my own models set up so that I can stick with the people that I believe based on the data that I'm looking at it from my perspective is best for each player. I don't want to get caught up. So I don't I don't listen to anybody's stuff at all anymore, not because they're not good, but two things. One, I don't want to get spoiled, like I said. And the second thing is there's other things I enjoy in life outside of fantasy baseball. So I know it's shocking for some. So if I have opportunity to listen to a podcast or just listen to music, I want to do that outside of just fantasy baseball stuff. So once you cover it for a living, and I love doing it, I love this show. I love doing it with you guys right now. I'm so glad we get people in the live chat. We got a Discord. We got a whole world, like you said. It's awesome. But I still have other interests that I want to pursue. So those two things, Britain, don't want to get spoiled by other people's takes and steal them inadvertently and just trying to like enjoy other things in life. That's pretty much it. And that prevents me from being locked in on anything else. I love that answer. That was so honest and direct and and straight to the point. Of course, I go the complete opposite. (laughs) 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 I listen to all the podcasts. So I used Uh, to, I mean, that's what I came up on before. I. That's what got me to be here now is I listened to everybody's shit. And I love, I loved in this league and I loved uh, a shout out old school van Lee before you know launch angle. But there was also the other one that the, Oh, what was the other one? Manly van Lee. Yeah. Not just launch angle, but the other one he did that had a name to it. Ah, damn it. I can't remember, but um, I used to love listening to those guys and obviously cbs i mean i did all the classics and then i was like you know what i want to do this and as more time went by i just have less time to absorb others for the reasons i stated you know what you I know mean, i remember right? it was a podcast yep. two or two ago you were talking about matt chapman you know third baseman yeah. for the blue jays and i remember you were saying i should have just gone with my gut with matt chapman because he's in a walk here he's super talented he plays for the blue jays and I, that really he crushes resonated. the shit out of the ball. He crushes the the, the shit out of the ball. And uh, I heard a stat here today that did you know that he's third in barrels in the AL, uh, just behind Otani and Judge. 
It's Otani, Judge, and um, Matt Chapman. Chapman. Yeah. There you go. Right? I mean, he gets a lot of doubles out of those. I'd like to see him get more dongs, but he gets a ton of doubles. I mean, he's got like 25, close to 25 doubles already this year. He's great. He's a great player. He's He's got a little bit of a slump here recently, but that happens to every player, you know. Every hitter. Not named Otani. Yeah, right. What? I don't believe that. Uh, Look, I'm just trying to be honest about stuff. I look around and just want to keep it real. You know, I'm not in charge of the world of fantasy baseball. I'm just trying to look at what's going on and point out areas of improvement or lessons to be learned. That's really, that's really what all it is. Like, there's, there's the NFBC world is growing bigger than ever. It seems like, and and I have. All for that. I love Derek over there. I love all the guys at NFBC, but I still want to, as me and Mike, we talked about this, the Yahoo people. I mean, I'm born and bred, die or wait, die, just die. Yeah, I I should just die for uh, (laughs) Yahoo. Yahoo fantasy, man. I mean, those people are the people that play the most, and I don't ever want to just get caught up in one network. And I actually feel more of a pressure than ever this year that like the NFBC people are dominating and the main event power, like Mike Curlin, Mike Curlin, uh, who is number one overall in the main event. I wanted to mention this too. My guy, Mike Curlin, the guy who first guy who ever put, you know, brought me on a podcast was Mike Curlin. He was our first guest also on the Palazzo podcast ever. That's a fact. So I love Mike Curlin and he's number one overall in the main event. That's incredible right now. But it's NFBC centric in that way where like he's a celebrity, even though it's only June, he knows he could lose and he had fun with it. He was screwing around, called himself King Curlin and he loves to make fun. (laughs) He loves to just take things to the limits. And I appreciate that. He he knows, he he knows that he could easily lose and this might not work out, but that main event is becoming a bigger, bigger deal year by year. And I appreciate that, but I don't ever want to lose aspect of the general populace that plays Yahoo on a much lower scale. Yeah, and aren't points leagues the most popular? Um, and are you know, they? I, I mean, I, I've never I think head to head is league. most popular. I think head to head is, but points leagues. There's head to head points and head to head cats, but yes, cats. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, all right. I got to get off this. I'm just fucking ranting like a psycho. So, uh, sorry about that, folks. Oh, uh, let's quickly, real quickly, talk about. The return of the Mac. You know, you never know when the Mac's going to return, but the Mac comes back. And when the Mac comes back, that means there's an opportunity for you to cash in on some fantasy output. So let me turn it over to Mike here. Mike, return of the Mac. You love this jam. It's one of your favorites. I was going to say, drop it. Do the dice thing. I think you do the dice thing too much. much. (laughs) That's really all he's got. Mike, tell us about some players that are on the mend here or that are lost forever. Just tell uh, injury hell, all that stuff. Yeah, real quick. Lance McCullers and Vinny Pasquantino, they're both done for the year. Uh, shame for Vinny P. I was big on him coming into the season. Uh, just Dude just never got, got it going. But he's out for the year. He's having shoulder surgery. Uh, Trevor Story, I don't know if you guys saw online, he was making some throws from shortstop. Looks like he could be uh, possibly returning in July. So um, maybe not to play shortstop, but to DH. Um, uh, Justin Steele uh, had a some, uh, I believe it was shoulder, uh, or sorry, forearm tight, forearm tightness. He's going to make his uh, return tomorrow. So he's wow, on your IL. Make, dude. Sure, <laughs> make sure you get him back in there. Uh, your boy Michael Erod uh, looks like he's been starting to throw a little bit. Hmm. So um, 
saw some reports that early July, maybe a possible return for him. Uh, Judge and uh, Alvarez, uh, last I saw updates from yesterday, there was no hard return date yet set for them. So uh, if you guys... Uh, Four weeks on Jordan first... rumor. So Oh, is that right? Okay, yeah. Oh, so that's they, it. First round talents, obviously, uh, uh, you're going to be have to wait a little bit longer. Nick Lodolo uh, possibly returning in August. So um, I, I know he wasn't pitching real, real great uh, before the injury, but maybe this is some time to clear his head. So Risky. Summertime. Cincinnati. Scary yeah. place. Watch out. That's Not putting good. it mildly. Oh, no. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> There's some people out here yeah. say you stole their money. Yeah, there's a lot of players out there who say you stole their money. But, you know, Nick, it's not Nick Lodola's fault that he got hurt. Vinny Pasquantino is very talented. It's very sad that it worked out that way. Also, Trevor Story was already a declining asset at short a couple years ago. He came in really as a second baseman for the Red Sox. So how are we? I mean, if you got also, we should mention the unbelievable Alberto Mondesi. Just he's toast. He's not even playing the game or playing catch or having a game of pickle, Adalberto Mondesi's toast now. I mean, there's two guys here, Trevor Story, Adalberto Mondesi, and now it looks like clearly Story will be the guy that you can get some value from this year. I, ah, it's so stupid. Why did I hold on to Mondesi in any league? Why did I do that? He's Yon Wankata, just by a different name. <sighs> this dude just doesn't like to play baseball, it looks like. He's so so talented. He's so, so damn fast. Every year I feel like we talk about him being the stolen base king and – Dude just can't not stay on the field. I'm done with Mondesi. I don't care if he's healthy or not. I'm not not taking money with any of my teams. All so right. You heard it here. Lock it in. Hit the lock in button. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Locked in. Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. Yeah. It looks like Story's going to be the one that climbs out. Mondesi's drowned. Yep. He's dead. Mondesi drowned in a bucket of cream today in a tragic end to a once promising career. All right. Let's move forward. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Britain already mentioned Julio Rice. That's good. I told you guys. Cody Bellinger's back. Um, somebody wrote here, Mike Talkman. <laughs> Keep Mike Talkman in the lineup. Is this you, Britton? It's me. Y'all remember Mike Talkman from the Colorado Rockies. The <laughs> Shout out power. Alex Chamberlain. Shout out Alex. <laughs> Everybody loved Mike Talkman. Well, He's been hitting so well, apparently they're going to keep him in the outfield. He did not play outfield today because uh, – uh, uh, Cole Irvin is a lefty, so uh, they benched Talkman and played, uh, as we mentioned, Patrick Wisdom in the outfield, which did not look good. There was one ball that the, the first run that the Cubs gave up, Hendricks gave up, was a ball hit to uh, Wisdom, and he just kind of looked at it and it landed, and he kind of ran around after it and it kind of hit off a couple things, and eventually he <laughs> threw it in. It looked awful. Trash. Good God. It looked awful. But anyway, uh, so. Hey, wait, yeah. Joey Votto uh, is crushing the ball. Triple A. He's going to come back and join the Reds. That's exciting. Yep. Yeah. And it shouldn't be any, um, you know, any anything other than Spencer Steer moving from first to third. Kevin Newman's going to yeah. be on the bench. So it doesn't Absolutely. affect my call up of the year, which I correctly predicted a couple of weeks ago, Ellie De La Cruz. So we're all good. <laughs> That's true. God, thank God for that, because we could not jeopardize your. You were such a great analysis that you dropped <laughs> to have that jeopardized. Now, I mean, you gotta, you gotta aim high. You went all the way. You called um, your shot and you aimed high, my brother. And I gotta Mike, tell you, Mike was there to save that. my bacon. I, I will always be great. I still thank love you, it Mike. though. I love that you. you I love shoot it for too. The, shoot for the stars. Yep. Aim high, Willis. Yep. Aim high. 
All right, let's get into our main focus an uh, hour later. Uh, the do not draft list review. So we're talking about some players that are on our do not draft list, and everybody has one. Even if you didn't officially call it your do not draft list, you know the players that you didn't want to target or you tried to avoid this year. So let's get right to it. I'm going to start with Mike first. Mike, let's talk about some some hitters. We'll focus on hitters here first and how yeah. you feel about the ones that you avoided and how you're feeling about it right now on June 16, 2023. So I'm going to lump all these guys into one, and and I'm sure you guys could probably figure out why. But I had uh, did not draft anywhere Mike Stanton, or sorry, Giancarlo Stanton, um, Eloy Jimenez, and Luis Robert. Um, I didn't want anything to do with those guys. I had a lot of shares of Eloy last year. I, I felt like I had him for years, and they just always burn me with injuries. So noting that Robert uh, has been, knock on wood, uh, has I think he eclipsed his uh, game total uh, from last year. So he's on the move. That's good. We're shooting for yeah. 98 next. Try to top 98 this year. <laughs> so I will say I love I love Luis Robert. I just I love the talent. Um, and I just don't have any shares from him for that reason. I actually drafted them both last year on my um, my home league, Eloy and Robert, um, and got burned. So um, those guys were not on my do, or do not draft list this year. And I feel pretty good about it. I've never been a Stanton guy. Um, I mean, he hits the ball a country mile, but I hate his batting average and the fact that he's always hurt. So, yeah. Um, and then Michael Harris, uh, I was very proud of that one, although he is turning it on. Um, looks like your Tigers kind of woke up the, the, the giant of Michael Harris. So, yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully he starts turning it around. But I wish I had some more shares of him because that whole lineup from top to bottom is so damn good. Yeah, Michael Harris turning a corner here. People get excited. Look at the game log. Kick the Tigers' butt. Had monster games there. Some homers, some steals, a little bit of everything. So it's exciting. And Michael Harris is eventually going to turn around. He just wasn't going to be that bad. But I have to join you in saying that Michael Harris was on my do not draft list. I can't lie about it's it. It's too high for me. Yeah. yeah. He's a classic example I, of that. I didn't dislike the talent. I just hated the, dra- the the price. And I also want to go and mention, I know a lot of people mention this, for everybody that's listening, our do not draft list was not necessarily we're not drafting these guys anywhere. At least I'm going to speak for myself. I'll speak for you guys as well. It's more so of the price tag that you had to pay to get these guys. So I just wasn't willing to pay Michael Harris. Uh, I believe his ADP was in the third round. Yeah. I just wasn't willing to pay that. No, so. he became a superstar last year. And a rookie of the year. For, and again, a guy mm-hmm. was called up from double A. I've talked. I've said that a million times about Michael Harris. Yep. But you're right. I don't like paying on that because it's a rookie. I want to see it. And he also... He was a touted prospect. He wasn't some afterthought either. No. It was strange. Yeah, I was a little dubious. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to take that chance. But he's been terrible, but now he'll be fine rest of the season. I bet he crushes the ball rest of the year because that's just how this stuff works. Baseball's a crazy-ass game. Britain knows what yes, I'm talking about. He's well aware of that. Uh, okay, so I, I like you being honest there, Mike. Coming clean. Uh, let's turn over to Britain. Britain, how about some hitters that were on your do-not-draft list? That you feel good about. Also, ones that maybe you made a mistake on. You totally blew it. Like, wow, I didn't do that. I'm a moron. Oh, he's muted though. He's got to unmute himself. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I can. Can I unmute you? Or is it? I don't have control. No, it won't let me do it. You're very special. Yeah. Something happened. There to you go. But now he's you're good. back. Well, oh, good because I was just there we go. confess, and when I confess, I like to be muted so that no one can. <laughs> because I have got big confessions. That's putting in mind. Yes, and I will uh, do the thing and say thank you for hearing my confession. 
Now, as Mike pointed out, these aren't players that I don't, I didn't want, or just people at their draft price that I was worried about. And number one is Jordan Alvarez because he missed all of spring training, all of it. He did. He didn't play any spring training games, and it's because he had a hand injury that he had at the end of last season. Now he played through it. They won a World Series, so I thought in my, you know, narrative street was, I mean, he's a young player. They're not going to if this thing hasn't healed in the months following, you know, postseason and all that, they're not going to push him. They're going to get sur- – he's going to have surgery. He's going to see the best doctors in the world, and they're going to get that fixed because he's long-term. doesn't matter what he does in April of May of this year or whenever, long-term. Yep. So I, I didn't draft him in any first round. Obviously. Wrong! <laughs> Wrong, exactly. <laughs> So I didn't draft him anywhere. He's one of the best hitters in the league. Obviously, that was a mistake. He came, uh, you know, came, uh, played first game, o- opening day, and he's injured now, but yeah. he's like top three in the league in home runs. I mean, that, that's how it is. So I, I, I can I, tell you real quickly, in my main event, I was sitting there with the opportunity. I had the 15th spot in the first round, back-to-back, yeah. get, the, get the turn, and I could have taken Jordan. And I didn't. Who'd you and take? I, for, Do you remember? Mike, you can tell him. Was it Sandy Alcantara that you took? That's one of them. Who's the other one? Yeah. There's oh, two picks Give me here. a second. I know. Sandy Alcantara and... Yeah, that guy who I'm concerned about. Manny Machado. Yeah, there it is. Good job. Look at you. Come on, a big brain online on the recall. Test that to a trap here. I'm impressed. Nice job. I got to say, that's the mistake, Britton. So I could have had... Mookie Betts and Jordan there. I could have took both of them, and I took. I don't regret Sandy. I I, I don't regret no. it. It hasn't worked out, but he's on him. He's getting straight. He's getting a, there, and he's had some good moments. He's just had some bad breaks and a few unfortunate starts. But I could have had no. Jordan, it, and, Sandy's you know, a, obviously Cy Young winner, but his ERA is four point seven five. It is, but his WHIP is like under one point two. I think it's yeah. so. It's like. I look at that whip, and if it's under 1.2 and he's got a high ERA, I'm like, okay, he's going to figure this out. It'll level. The the water will find its level. Of exactly. Spread. If people don't want to hear that like from like the data world, like for me, I can't tell you it's game theory, but guys that I don't draft, I'm like, you know what? I've played this game for 20 years. I know when guys ascend and then they get too high, and I don't want to draft them at that price because they're not going to meet the return. At the same time, right. I'm still making mistakes, so what the hell do I know, jackass? <laughs> And Sorry, Brady. You're, you're not going to you're not going to buy low on Sandy Alcantara. Uh, like no one's going to like just give him away or anything. That's like not true. That. I've had a lot you of questions. I will tell you this, Britton. I've had a lot of DMs. You know, people are always hitting me up for free fantasy info. Actually, this is a whole thing I wanted to talk about, but I should have talked about <laughs> it when we had our little thing earlier. No, people, no, no. Let's go. Yeah, hit it real quick. I love helping people out. You know, and. It's great. I, I don't want to charge for everything, but like fantasy baseball people just want to like get paid a little bit, just a little bit, you know, for their effort and the work and the hours they put in. But then people are always hitting me up for free advice and I'm happy to give it, but I, I admit it. It's kind of frustrating sometimes. It's like, damn, I mean, how do you grow your brand and expand yourself so that people know who you are in a very hyper competitive situation that is fantasy baseball analysis at the same time, try to get paid for your work, but also get free content out or just free analysis without being exploited. It, it's like a, a jumble in my head. It makes my head explode trying to think about it and make any sense of it all. Because in the end, I really don't give a shit. I, I'm happy to help people. I want to help people. But I 
sacrifice so much of myself so often. I'm like, someone's got to advocate for me because who else is going to advocate for me except myself? You know yep. what I mean? Am I crazy? I think I'm with you. It's no. a compliment of, of everything you're saying is true, but it's a compliment people are reaching out that want your yes, opinion. I appreciate that. They're yes. reaching out to you to get your opinion, which says a lot. I appreciate um, that. The, the other day, you, you know, my It's Gone shows, teeny tiny little show, and and but there was there was a, a gentleman in listener comment that kind of had it wasn't even negative, but it was you know some type of question and. And I, I showed it to my wife, Sarah. I was like, I got my first troll. <laughs> I got so hey, yeah, you guys can talk yeah. about that. You are a rotten liar. I had my first troll over the over the this past week too. It was just so crazy. I just, I'm I'm gonna go off a little bit of a side tangent here. Yeah, please. But yeah, earlier it. earlier in the year, we had a discussion. There was I can't remember who the the analyst was. He's worked for Rotoballer. And he basically called out and said, I don't want anything to do with Ronald Acuna. There's 15 other guys that I would take over him. And I was like, <laughs> ah, 15, that's a little much. Uh, I took Trey Turner at 1-1 over Ronald Acuna, and I hate I hate it. Uh, but I still had Ronald Acuna as my in my top four. So they weren't getting on this guy. They were getting on my ass being like, why would you take Turner over Acuna? Like, I didn't say he was outside the top 15. He was still in my top four. And the consensus ADP for Turner was one and Acuna was three. So any of the monster um, WBC can't deny that. Yeah. You can't reason so with I, the trolls, the trolls can. with their and, crazy hair, <laughs> you know, I, you, you, you just got to let the trolls be trolls, but uh, yeah, there, there, there's no logic. You might as well talk to a brick wall and try to explain <laughs> something like explain context and nuance. It's not, yeah, yeah you're going to have as uh, much I, luck. So no, no sweat. I should, I shouldn't have even indulged, but I just, just, you know, it was the temptation was just so high for me. Well, I good was for like, you. What? you're only human. Yeah, why man? am I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Screw it. Jamie says, Govia, I told you in your last few streams, it's called the Palazzo fantasy app and you charge 50 bucks a pop for your content, brother. Yeah, sure. People are just going to plop down 50 bucks ahead. No problem. It's just that easy. Yeah. I get seven people to do that. Probably. I admit that. Yeah. And I love all seven people. I love all 15 patrons I have. I can't believe it. Including Britton Allen, who's a member of the show, which makes no sense, but that's how good the content is guys. Let me tell you. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the do not draft list. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. I'm glad I would love. We're trying yeah. to share. See, well, I like both of these guys as a part of the show here is I'm always trying to be honest and keep it real for right or for wrong, better for worse. And so is Mike. And so is Britain. And these guys are ready to rip themselves as much as anybody else. And that's always the first thing. And the key to a troll. Well, is if you can rip yourself, then you really limit a troll's ability to hurt you. You know, like if you realize yep. that you're fallible as hell, which we all are, cause we're human. It limits their ability. It does. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so for me, uh, Britton, did you meet another hitter that you didn't get to mention? I'm sorry. You talked oh, about Jordan yeah. Alvarez and Aaron Judge. Yeah, you know, Aaron Judge got hurt, so I mean, like. Speaking of embarrassing, and I I love Aaron Judge. I think he is a great, great player. I think he is, not that this matters for fantasy, but also a great person. I think he handles himself well. I respect the S out of everything Aaron Judge but my thought process, and I didn't draft him anywhere, is because you're coming off the big contract. Like, you're 30 years old. You've had the career year, career at home runs, career stolen bases. You sign a big, huge, con guaranteed contract with the New York Yankees. 
here's what I would do. And maybe this is, this is a me problem, not an Aaron judge problem, but I do like this. I'd be like, oh, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to kind of just, you know, do my best, but I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to burn my candle at both ends like I did last year, you know, to get that contract. And of course, that wasn't good. Of course, I was wrong. Aaron Judge is one of the wrong. Best. Wrong. And you know, he, his batting average last year was like 310, too. And I don't know what it is this year, but he hit. Everything has to go right, and he everything went right. So I thought this year, everything's not going right. That's not how not how baseball works. I thought he'd come down a little bit, maybe do like forty home runs, which is a bunch. But you can also get Kyle Schwarber, you know, six rounds later. So I wasn't I wasn't that you know I like I I, I like Aaron Judge. I respect that. But you know, in that first round where you have to pick Aaron Judge top five. You have yep. to if you if you want them, and I understand that too. But uh, you know, I I want power and speed. Like I would, I would, I pick Jose Ramirez before Aaron Judge. And I think a lot of people he, did do that. Yeah. So in in of course uh, Jose Ramirez is having kind of a slow year, but that's kind of my It'll thought process fine, with Aaron Judge. So uh, you know, of course he's coming out lights out. He's he's hurt, but it's like a hand injury. What? Didn't he catch a fly ball and hit it uh, like in the outfield or something? So uh, I don't know. Or, or, I don't care because I don't really it, roster him anywhere. So yeah, it wasn't like a groin. <laughs> Neither or, do I. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be fine and be back soon. So you better because tricks yourself. like you is bad for my health. So yeah, sorry, there's Aaron also Judge. There's a, uh, that song's got a complicated history now. Uh, you know, a little complicated. I, you know, shotgun bullets are bad for your health, but big dicks in your ass, they're not bad for your health. So that was a mistake on Ice Cube's part, looking back. But uh, yeah, we can't just... <laughs> That's a bad know. situation, no matter how you... Uh, yeah, I mean, if Both you, are bad situations. If you voluntarily have a big dick in your ass, good for you. But he didn't say it was voluntary or not. He was talking about prison life, though. So a lot of that is un, <laughs> It's not voluntary. I'm just letting you know that. And Anyways, for the kids uh, listening, that's all <laughs> fictional. This is not real... Creative license in the 1990s. Ice Cube's never been to jail. Okay. You better check yourself or you wreck yourself. All right. He lives in a $10 billion <laughs> mansion in Bel Air. Yeah, okay. he's the guy that did like uh, Ride Along 2, Ride Along 7, and like, are we there yet? I mean, those movies are lame as hell. So Ice Cube has straddled the line of everything in his life. Good for him. <laughs> but. Aaron Judge is – I only drafted him one time, guys, Aaron Judge. One time this year in my 21 leagues, and that was in the Raz Slam, which is best ball points. And I just wanted to take one shot because I brought him up on Twitter, and I was like, boy, maybe everything Britton said was what I was thinking. Like, come on. He's got to have a fallback. But people were talking me out of it. Like, dude, this guy is in his prime right now. If I love Otani in his prime, why don't I love Judge in his prime? And I was like, well – that kind of makes sense. I mean, he I could be wrong about that. So I took one shot at it, but he's still pretty good, though. He's still damn good. He just got hurt. Yep. And you have to remember, uh, too, Aaron Judge had an injury history before a couple years ago. I mean, he had, that's he, always part of it. Yeah, that's why I didn't draft him. I was waiting for that to come. Yeah, so, that but. was that was part of it. But the guy is in his prime and he's really, really good. But yes, it's just a matter of how yeah. many games we get him and Stanton are the running gag in New York for years. Who's going to play the most games? Yep. Who can crack 100? <laughs> All right. Correct. Uh, for me, I actually, 
I was off Julio Rodriguez a bit just because he was so good last year. Uh, I'm not saying it was like a straight up do not draft, but I, I ended up going Acuna or Turner in all of my or Otani actually. Acuna, Turner, and Otani were the three guys I rotated in the opportunities where I had the number one overall pick or a top five pick. And I feel pretty good about that sale, even though Turner, you know, had a terrible start this year. He'll be fine in the end. But Otani was a guy that I took number one overall where I could in 12 teamers too. And I don't regret that because I think Otani is incredible for all the reasons he oh. is incredible. Yeah. But, uh, that's not the point. So do not draft list. So I also did not draft. Or had no interest in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I did not draft him at all. Ooh. Uh, not one single share. Wasn't interested. Uh, Manny Machado would have made that list if I hadn't for some reason drafted him stupidly in a moment of stupidity at the main event. Why no why no Vladdy? Interested to hear that. Uh I just thought that there was better options for first base that could comparatively I thought Matt Olson would rise up this year and could meet what Vladdy could potentially do. So that so that comes down to like I'm just not going to pay that price right now because I think there's other first base options that are going to get me where I need to go. That's all it was really. It wasn't a slight on him yeah. so much. It's so funny you bring that up because I did it exactly that. Is I passed on Vladdy and hoping that I could get Matt Olson rounds later. So mm. um, and if you compare their numbers from last year, I think really the only thing that Vladdy had him in was you know average and uh, I believe OBP. Yeah, uh, but that was really it. That the the counting stats were very similar. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really the, the style was just real simple for me. It just came down to an opportunity cost. Uh, Let's see. I I also, I said, I avoided Michael Harris. We covered that. Uh, I avoided Nolan Arenado everywhere because he's always on my do not draft list. And I actually wrote about this, I think, uh-huh. a couple weeks into the season on Groove Magovia, FTNFantasy.com, my weekly fantasy baseball roundup article. And he's just a guy who's always on my list that I need to get over this stupid bias with. Because Nolan Arenado, very useful fantasy player, right, guys? <laughs> what am hey, I yeah. doing? Solid. I love him. He's on my draft list every year. <laughs> oh, well, then that's why I need to get more connected with you so I can get that Arenado bias off my my brain. These They get stuck, and it's so stupid. But I'm just being honest about it. You all got your biases out there about players that you still do, and you're like, why am I doing this? And that's yeah. Nolan Arenado for me. Uh, okay, that's, yeah, there's probably some more guys, but I don't want to cover every single guy. I want to get some pitchers, too, before we get out of here, which we haven't covered. So let's uh, let's go over to pitchers. Mike, you want to talk about some pitchers that were on your do-not-draft list and how you feel about it now? Yep. Uh, I was, And this is my uh, part of the show where I get to admit when I was wrong. So uh, Mitch <laughs> Keller was on. Like, I don't know how anybody felt good about coming into him, but even when he started to show signs of his early success, I was like, nope, flash in the pan couple good starts don't care don't want them Uh, i'm kicking myself in the ass on that one um i usually do not draft uh like i'm never gonna own shares of of garrett cole and corbin burns and i kind of with the state of uh starting pitching the way it is i wish i had more shares those guys even though burns hasn't been really that that great this year i'll just jump Um, in real quick on burns it's like my number one not drafting pitcher this year number one for sure and i don't regret that at all i don't no I just think the pre- I usually go hitter in my first first two, or hitters my first two picks and obviously depending on the format but um, those are usually my first two picks. Jacob Degrom was another guy obviously just because of the injury history there's no uh-huh. really any detailed analysis there. That's pretty. And then also these two guys who I just wanted nothing to do with Clayton Kershaw, 
just because they have his innings last year. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how much he was going to pitch. Another year older, I was like, Ugh, don't want him. He's been lighting it up. Yep. And then Blake Snell, who's been incredible. This is what he does. He just sucks in the beginning of the season, and then he just t- turns it on and mows everybody down. So well, he seems to have I didn't one half of a season either way. You can't really get a whole season out of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so those guys, I wish I had more shares of Mitch Keller. I dragged that guy through the mud because he burned me a couple years, especially when he first came up. Uh, and then Clayton Kershaw. Um, I thought he was, probably, I don't know. I thought his ADP was even still too high where people were taking him at, but he's been, he's been pretty damn good. That's another, that's, he's kind of like my Arenado on the pitching side, guys. I'd never yeah. draft Kershaw. Cause I always think Same. at this point now it's all going to end it. What you said, he was even talking possible retirement. Maybe it's over, but he comes back and he gives you excellent ratios. I'm, I'm a, I, I, it's something I'll have to live with the rest of my life that I was so adverse to Kershaw and his lace, his later last five years or so was a mistake. It was a mistake. Total mistake. I was wrong. Wrong. Britton, what about you? Some pictures? Oh, I was just thinking about Blake Snell for a minute. Uh, have y'all ever heard Blake Snell talk or give an interview? <laughs> it's painful. Uh, it's I hilarious. Have. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. He's, he's so funny. Like when I hear him talk, it, it it sounds so strange because he, he you look at him and you know he's a, a dominant pitcher, a Cy Young award winner, and then you hear him talk. He's like, "Oh man, I don't know what happened over there." I'm like, "Are, are you like in Steel Magnolias? Like, it's it's where are you from? I don't know." Remember it's that so stupid strange. time he had that stupid uh, online gaming thing that he had during the lockout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I, I think he played uh, uh, you know MLB the Show online too, and. Yeah, yeah, that was it, the thing, and he was just—it's just so bizarre. It's—I uh, I don't know. So I got a little sidetracked on there, but uh, no, so it's not your fault. Don't worry. Fuck yourself. Oh mate. they <laughs> trade some slap dick player for who? Oh mate. is that Nolans? You know, you sound like you're from Nolans. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that sounds New Orleans. Yeah, that was some Nolans. It's not your fault. All right, so uh, the the pitchers I avoided this year are like Aegis pitchers. You know, like Mike was saying, like I don't want Verlander. I don't. I'm never going to draft Verlander. I'm never going to draft Scherzer. Uh, yeah, no know. Scherzer here. But no, I did like Verlander. Just, I would have drafted Verlander more, but no Scherzer. Yeah, and you know, it's just one of those things. Like I, I, I you know, it's going to come to fruition that these guys are going to break down, and so I just focus on younger pictures. Like you know. Um, Michael, you, we were talking about like Julio Urias, Max Freed. Like those are the pitchers I want. They're on good teams, great teams in their prime. And of course, Max Freed and Julio Urias are both injured, ironically. <laughs> yeah, but I really I liked Urias those... this year. So he was on my draft list and I wanted to draft him more. But yeah, he... Freed was on my do not draft list. T- totally get it. But those were the guys I was targeting. I want, I want, pitchers in their prime on good teams and for some reason you could get julio urias in you know fourth round fifth round depending on you know what draft i was like he has more wins than any other starting pitcher in the past three years Mm -hmm. like just underrated but uh you know you see see how that worked out unfortunately (laughs) but the best the best laid plans um so that's not your fault it's not your fault uh, Drew Rasmussen was another one that I really liked. Of course, uh, a lot of people did, but he's gone too. So uh, the you know the the pitchers left standing on some of my. Oh, what about Nate Valdi? Did were y'all? It was 
I was not on Nate Valdi whatsoever. How about well, I mean, guys? he was going so late. You know, you could get him in the, I think, post 200s, 240 range, 230 range. And yeah. yep. I would would have done it if it worked out. It just didn't line up enough for me to do it. But I wasn't against it. But I wasn't motivated either. It was kind of a indifference on Ivaldi for me. Yeah, I was the same way. And the injury concerns, obviously. The dude's just never been healthy his entire career. So that was part of my reason why I wasn't taking him. But the ADP was, was actually, overall, consensus was pick 221 so yeah um yeah i didn't mind him at that price i just you know i just he's kind of eh to me but he's been he's been incredible too he, he's the one of the rangers best pitchers in the league right now if you look yeah. at the stats so it's, well the, it's it, the rangers buying all the rangers this year was a benefit it was a smart move because the rangers have exploded they've really turned it up they've taken off yep. this year except you know well will smith was an after will smith was someone that didn't get drafted at all as a closer maybe in the deepest leagues i don't want to hear your bullshit about that so that's a fluke in terms of players that weren't on the radar. But everybody else, from Marcus Semien to Mr. Rivaldi, and I mean Dane Dunning is trash. He's a he's a fraud, but he's been useful. I I, I would Corey not. Corey Seager, you know, Corey Seager, yeah. Corey Seager's on my do not draft list. Every year he's on mine just because yeah. the injury concerns. He's the he's the version. He can lump him in with Robert and Eloy for me. But he was on a new team. He had a new. New lease on life here. Things change, and we have to adjust to that. And I wish – I'm open to Seager now. I did draft him on my second-to-last draft of the year before the season started for a Fantrax 50 Classic. It's like you pay – I think it's 100 bucks, and it's head-to-head points, and if you win, you get like 800 bucks. And I did draft Seager there. That's my only share of Seager. But a guy I wish I had drafted, and I have to take it like a man here, guys, on the pitching side is Kevin Gausman. I was anti-Kevin uh, Gausman. I did not draft him anywhere. I have no shares – and that looks like a mistake to me this year. I'm in the exact same boat, and I don't know why. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know why I, know. I didn't draft Kevin Gosman anywhere, <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, I'm I guess not I was exactly fo- sure either. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was focusing on other other players, but oh well. I liked him. I just I liked him, uh, but I was not drafting him at his at his price tag. That was my thing. Um, but, That's always the yeah. factor, right, Mike? I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it's it's not just yeah. the player. Yeah, it's where they're at. I, how can I get him? Exactly, he's been incredible too. Just racking up K's. I think last I checked, he was up there. I think he's one of the league leaders in strikeouts. Yeah, he's top so. three in the AL in strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. It's he's been incredible. He's their best pitcher. Alec Manoa has had a terrible fall from grace this year. He's got a lot of issues going on internally, and and I'm not here to rip on him for that at all, but. <laughs> Uh, that that I mean, Alec Manoa was that sucks. It just sucks for him. And but yep. Gausman has been there saving grace. And Toronto needs him in real life for them to be a real World Series contender. Uh, yep. Let's see, real quickly for me, you uh, Darvish was a guy I didn't draft anywhere. I was finally I'm like I'm done with you Darvish. I've had enough. Same. You know, yep. like you get like you get some K's. You get a plus over nine K per nine, but you get the whip issues and the blow up starts here and there. Yeah. ERA is still over four this year, so I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I agree with that call. Right, it's just the same old story there. Uh, yeah. Anybody else we didn't mention here? We're going to wrap up the show and move on with our lives. There's so much more we could have talked about, but at least we covered this, which was the main focus of the show. So I'm grateful for that. Anybody else we didn't cover that you guys want to get on the record for feeling good about or feeling terrible about? Uh, Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say just real quick. Uh, 
you know, I, I'm a huge Jorge Soler guy. I'm so glad I have him in a lot of my leagues um, when yeah. he went on that toward home run pace. I just hope he stays healthy. His ADP was three three thirty three. That was his, that was his pick, and he's got over twenty home runs. So I or I think he's got twenty on the dot actually. But uh, I'm really happy I have him in a lot a lot of spots. Well, Mike, remember last show we did last week? We talked about Machado and Soler because. My guy Steve in this live chat, shout out to Steve, brought mm-hmm. up. So, what about Solaire's thumb? And then Solaire's had a double dog game That's again, right. and he's overcome that yep. thumb. Looks like the thumb's okay. He's fine. So, it's good news. Real quick, I, since you're talking about Manny, how are you feeling about Mr. Machado? Because I think that's somebody I wanted to dis- discuss today because over his past uh, two weeks, he's hitting 320 with three home runs and six RBIs. I understand that part of those games were in cores, but maybe possibly starting to turn on. You got to feel good Tours. about it, please. Yeah, I, I mean, my main event team's in the shitter, so who cares? It's like you can put anybody in the starting lineup. I got I got Jake Berger. He's fun, you know, but that team is awful. Yeah. I, I am so embarrassed at my main event fall from grace. It's really, really bad, and I got nothing. I got I – got, Machado will be in the lineup. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> this right here is a silver bullet all the way from Colorado. That's what I need. That's right. So. Wrong! Uh, Britton, anybody else we didn't mention before you get out of here? Uh, one pitcher, one hitter real quick. Domingo Armand, the Yankees starting pitcher, has a 2.2 ERA his last seven That's starts. stupid. He's cheating all the time. He's cheating all the time, and he's so effective when he cheats. So, uh, yeah, if <laughs> he was suspended for sticky stuff. So if somebody dropped him in your 10, 12-team league, go pick him up. He's a really good pitcher and a super sneaky pick. And I know – you guys are going to love this because first baseman's rough. Uh, Vlad, Vladdy's not not hitting well. Mervis got sent down. It's depressing at first base. Trey Mancini is not good. But Ryan Mountcastle went on the IL. So who has emerged like, you know, the, like from the ashes? My man. Ryan O'Hearn, watch Michael Govier <laughs> lose his mind. My, we just talked about him last week. Ryan O'Hearn, oh, you did? Okay. Ryan yeah. O'Hearn, lefty bat. He bats cleanup for a team called the Baltimore Orioles, which are leading the division. They are st- coming on strong. <laughs> so if you need first base help, go stupid. get it. Get out no, of here, man. Know, get out of here with that O'Hearn crap. Go get Ryan O'Hearn. <laughs> 315 batting average. He bats cleanup for the O's. I think he had two hits today. So he you did. go, Ryan O'Hearn. Forget those Royals. They gave up on you. That's okay. Baltimore. The Baltimore people were from the Houston Astros. They're smart. They know what they're doing. And they got you, Ryan O'Hearn. And now you're in the <laughs> CI spot and you're driving Michael Govier crazy and he has something to do. He just wants to press the button and I'm just going on and on about Ryan O'Hearn. Wrong! I-, <laughs> I just want to lock you in. I was waiting for you to stop talking to give you full credit. That's all. It's not your fault. Also, look at this. Polar Knight says, no, thanks to you. Finally, an OCD friendly podcast. All right. Finally, an OCD friendly podcast. Hey, we're happy to help, Polar Knight. Welcome to the show. Twitch, we don't get as many people on Twitch here, so we welcome you, Twitch subscribers. If you want to jump on YouTube, subscribe. That's cool, too, Polar Knights. Polar Knights, we're here for you. More chaos, more OCD-ness, the better. Why not? Who cares? We're trying to have fun here and inform at the same time. Uh, as we go out the door here, guys, uh, Edward Oliveris has heated up. 
Uh, he's finally getting his bat consistently in the lineup, and he's performing. So I wanted to talk about – we talked about hitters to pick up. I wanted to throw Oliveris in there real quick. Uh, we talked about Michael Harris. Uh, you want to mention Jose Abreu, Mike? Jose Abreu, you excited? Starting to turn it on just a tad. I did, well, I'm not saying that I'm fully buying in yet, but he has turned it around lately. Okay, that's fair. But uh, Edward Olivares is a deeper, cheaper play who could be, should be widely available, who's looking like he's going to be somewhat of the player I hoped he would be when I drafted him on my main event team as he sat in my outfield spot all season long. By the way, Mitch Hanniger, thanks for the zero all week by getting hurt. I just sat there and take it because I had no outfielders to put into my main event lineup. And the Matt Mervis were being demoted, also in my main event lineup. It's taking a zero at first base. The only guy who's a hitter who I could plug in for the lineup change on Friday today was Alberto Mondesi, oh! who is on the IL. <laughs> then I have six pitchers on the bench who I can't change because you can't change pitchers midweek. Good job, Mike. You are a fantasy master, Michael Gobi. I don't know how you've done it. Incredible. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, it's been great. This has been a lot of fun. I love this vibe. I love this crew. This is good times, right? It's a good show. This is really fun. I really I had a blast. It. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Yeah, I think yeah, we learned something. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all part of the show. You don't have to thank me. Thank the listeners. Thank the audience on YouTube. Subscribe. Do all the things you do. Make sure you follow MKB Fantasy, Britton Allen, two T's, two L's, MJ Govier. Utah. Lots of podcasts, two L's, two Z's. Gonna turn it over now to Russell Crowe. He's got a. Still has a budding moving career. It's incredible. And this is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe. Thanks, everybody. Hope this was useful. Or even if it wasn't, hopefully it was entertaining. Bye-bye. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.